Morrison arriving at Sugar Hill Hall, the grand mansion in San Francisco that was home to Aunt and Uncle Twice, so named because Aunt Twice was sister to Emily's own mama and Uncle Twice brother to her papa. With the loss of mama and papa, Emily was to live with them. Then, there she was in that terrifying moment, stepping through the doors of Sugar Hill Hall. In the parlor were standing those who turned out to be two of the most wicked, cruel, evil ladies ever to be met in this world, Mrs. Meeching and Mrs. Plumley. The parlor itself had become shabby and desolate, for Sugar Hill Hall had been turned into a home for sad old people, abandoned by their families, with Meeching and Plumley Incorporated, the proprietors. Aunt Twice herself had become shabby and downtrodden as well. No longer the golden-haired, sparkle-eyed beauty she once was, she was now their servant. And there was no sign, not then, not at any time, of handsome, dashing Uncle Twice. The scenes marched grimly on. There was Emily, in her tiny, dank cellar room where she was to live, having now herself become a servant in Sugar Hill Hall. There was the dismal dining room, where the old people feasted on moldy bread and fish-head stew and tea made from a single tea bag passed around the table. There was the scene of Emily being tormented by Tilly, the other servant girl. And then came the chilling vision of herself imprisoned in the dreaded remembrance room in the cellar, the place where the old people were locked up for stealing a peppermint. Oh, those murderous peppermints. Emily would never, never forget, no, never, that table in the parlor with the red velvet cover decorated with gold tassels on which rested that bowl of puffy, tempting, tantalizing, delicious pink and white striped peppermint drops placed there deliberately to entice some poor old person into reaching out a hand and taking one. More than anything else, Emily would never forget that. But then, at long last, everything had miraculously come to rights. The confession of a dying sea captain had revealed that Uncle Twice, who, through gambling and a wild life, later sorely regretted, had lost all his fortune, save Sugar Hill Hall itself, was not guilty of the murder of which he was accused by Meeching and Plumley Incorporated. It was they themselves who were guilty of the murder of a seaman, along with the captain himself. So Uncle Twice could return safely from exile working as a seaman aboard the ship Silver Sea and take his place as the rightful owner of Sugar Hill Hall. Meeching and Plumley, who proved to be smugglers as well as murderers, not to mention their making plans to do away with Emily and Aunt Twice, were taken off to jail in chains. Oh, what joy and happiness then reigned in Sugar Hill Hall for Emily, Aunt Twice, the old people, Kipper, the fishmonger's son, who was Emily's true friend throughout, and even Tilly, who proved to be not nearly so wicked as Emily had supposed. But alas, the happiness lasted for only a few paltry weeks. Uncle Twice was soon to be seen wandering the grand rooms of Sugar Hill Hall, silent, sunk in somber thought, his brows often drawn together in a deep frown.
Aunt Twice's face began once more to look pale and drawn. But nobody explained why, until one sad afternoon, when Emily was finally invited to sit down before both of them. Do you remember, Emily, when you first came to Sugar Hill Hall, and I said you must try to be a brave little girl? Aunt Twice asked. Emily nodded solemnly. How well she remembered those very words. Well, Aunt Twice continued, once again I must ask you the same thing. But, but why? stammered Emily. All is happiness now, isn't it? Uncle Twice shook his head sadly. The happiness is that I have been able to return to my family, a man no longer accused of any crime, he said.